0: Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast, it's the 29th of January and on this day in Christian history we go back to the year 1552 and we travel to Germany. Today Katharina von Bora was born. She became known as the Lutheress because at the age of 26 she was to marry the reformer Martin Luther. Born into a family of Saxon lesser nobility, probably in Lippendorf, although the historical records aren't clear. At the age of five, she was sent to the Benedictines for education. And then when she was nine, she moved to the Cistercian Monastery and Convent of Marienthron, Mary's throne, where her maternal aunt was already a member of the community. After several years of religious life herself, Katharina became interested in the growing reform movement of the 1560s and she grew dissatisfied with her life in the convent. Conspiring with several other nuns to flee in secrecy, she contacted Martin Luther and asked for his assistance. He sent a merchant who regularly delivered herring to the convent, and the nuns escaped by hiding in his covered wagon among the fish barrels, and they fled to Wittenberg. Luther at first asked the parents and the relations of the refugee nuns to admit them again into their houses. But they declined to receive them, afraid that they would be seen as accomplices to a crime under canon law. However, within two years, Luther was able to arrange homes, marriages or employment for all of them, except Katharina. Katharina had a a number of suitors, but single-mindedly she told Luther's friend and fellow reformer Nikolaus von Amsdorff that she would be only willing to marry Luther or von Amsdorff himself. This was a surprise and Luther was at first unsure of whether he should even be married at all, worrying that the potential scandal would hurt the Reformation. He changed his mind because, as he said in a letter, my marriage will please my father, rile the Pope, cause the angels to laugh and the devils to weep. This perhaps gives us a valuable insight into his own inner struggles. After their marriage, they lived in the former dormitory and educational institution for Augustinian fr- friars studying in Wittenberg, given as a wedding gift by the reform-minded John Elector of Saxony Luther himself had been an Augustinian friar Katharina immediately took on the task of administering and managing the monastery's vast holdings breeding and selling cattle running a brewery to provide for their family and looking after the steady stream of students who boarded with them and visitors seeking audiences with their husband and occasionally she operated a hospital on site when it was needed. Luther called her the Morning Star of Wittenberg for her habit of rising at 4am to take care of her various responsibilities. And in addition to her busy life, tending to the lands and the grounds of the monastery, Katharina had six children and the Luthers also raised four orphan children including Katharina's nephew, Fabian. The marriage was extremely important in the development of Protestantism. The pioneering psychologist Eric Erickson published a book in 1958 called Young Man Luther, a study in psychoanalysis. Fascinated by what he called Luther's identity crisis, Ericsson makes the point that his standing up to Rome can be understood in the context of his initial disobedience to his father. Luther was not, Ericsson suggests, rebellious or disobedient by nature, but his own personal internal issues with himself that manifested against the church. The book, of course, suffers the limits of a psychoanalytic understanding of historical problems. And given the pressure that Luther was under and his often intemperate language, it would be interesting to investigate how anchoring Katharina was in his life. In his own words, If I can endure conflict with the devil, sin and a bad conscience, then I can put up with the irritations of Katie von Bora. This may indicate his reluctance, but overall willingness to give her control and a voice in their lives. He occasionally consulted her on church matters. And considering the gender roles of this time, this may be more commendable than it seems. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. If you'd like to know more about the Reformation or anything in today's podcast, email the show on pogppod at gmail.com or visit our website at www.pogp.net. Have a lovely day wherever you are, and thanks for listening.